listening to Spitball. Hello and welcome to the 2013 NFL season review episode of Spitball. I'm your host, Andrew Paulhawk Mallows. Now, as this is the last episode of the season, I thought it'd be a great chance to get all of my fellow co-hosts in the same room for the first time. And so, joining me this week is... Harry Statatak-Staszewski, Mark, the producer, Taylor, and of course, my regular co-host and master of innuendo, Marcus Innuendo Bingo Henson. How are we all doing, chaps? Yeah, good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, very good, thanks, sir. Very good. Yeah, goodly good. Good to have everyone all in the same room for a change. <laughs> nice to be back. Excellent. Good to have you back, sir. Uh, we do have a small apology to make, so I will hand you over to the producer for that. Well, basically, uh, Mike Austin, otherwise known as... Sunshine! <laughs> cannot be with us uh, this evening. So, uh, a lot of these responses that he has actually uh, sent to us via text... Uh, will be read out by yours truly. Excellent, yeah, unfortunately the 11th hour he had to pull out uh, due to work commitments, but we plod on all the same without him. So, as it's the first time we're all in the same room, there's going to be a few little video clips we're going to put together to put on the YouTube channel, so look out for those. We'll put a link in the show notes so you can see what we all look like, see us all in our football attire and our <laughs> our favourite jerseys. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I'm sure you'll all see why everyone's laughing when you actually get a chance to have a look at the clip there. Um, and uh, yeah, see what you think of that. We move on to the proceedings, gentlemen, and let us start with some of your favourite games from this season, starting with you, Mr. Innuendo, Marcus Henson. Yes, well, I'll kick things off, I guess. Um, my favourite game this, this year had to be uh, week four, and actually it, it follows uh, Seattle as the Super Bowl team I mean really following their season I thought this really gave a nice sort of swing as to what sort of team they'd be and it was when they, they took they took on uh, Houston at Houston being 20-3 to three down at half time and then coming back and winning it in overtime was just completely crazy it really showed their metal for the season and kind of was a good reflection of where both teams seasons were heading wasn't it because you had Seattle on the up and up and at that point then Houston then went to if that was week four so they'd have gone to two and two wouldn't they yeah, and then going, uh, so that game would have been the last time they had the winning record pretty nice <laughs> yeah, yeah, been, yeah that's four. it that's it yay week four <laughs> so yeah. yeah for me that sort of you sort of went yeah I can actually in hindsight you could see what Seattle were made of for the season um, as well with, with mine and it will work in itself later but um, the, the 58 um, yard interception return by Sherman in the third third quarter just to sort of the tone for his season it really did oh yeah absolutely I mean he went on to have a monster season didn't he in the end he had eight interceptions led the league yeah. with interceptions in the end so I think it was from here people started to, to get into the legion of boom sort of bandwagon really as well yeah, well, to be fair, they certainly lived up to that name oh. as well, didn't they? Come the end of the season, we all saw the Super Bowl, didn't we? So oh, uh, good. there's that chancellor hit on Thomas as he comes over the middle. That's just like, ow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or from a defensive point of view as Mark Excellent did. Day. Excellent day. Yeah. <laughs> this I is what the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. But I don't see much of the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just I, falling over themselves pretty much was <laughs> what I, happened. It's <laughs> 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 a snap. Oh. So, yeah, it was. A, <laughs> The Broncos Super Bowl was summed up by Manning's expression on the first snap. <laughs> <laughs> the, ah! <laughs> but fantastic. So how about yourself, Harry? What sort of games stood out for you? Um, well, I've, I've, like Marcus, I've uh, picked on a week, but uh, my, my highlight of the season was probably that whole week 14 um, when, when the snow really hit the, uh, the mid-Atlantic. 
uh, in America. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah. It was just a, a real, I think overall, um, it was a great testament to the game and their approach to it. As, as you know, um, if there's a bad smell in this country, something will get called off. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. So the fact that those games went ahead in, in places like, uh, there was uh, in Philadelphia, went there, and Miami. Yeah, Philadelphia and, had two um, foot of snow, didn't they? So, and, yeah, uh, and, and the Vikings-Ravens game. There was snow There was snow in quite a few of them, but uh, never, a, never a hint or a suggestion that they weren't going ahead. And, no. And, and, you know, moaning from the players. And, and um, some good, uh, some real good games, actually, in those conditions, which is testament to their, their ability that they can still bring it and um, you know as you know we've tried throwing a ball in the, in, in cold weather here and it's like a brick well yeah we had our own snowball didn't we last year in Northampton yeah. so you can attribute to my first game was caught bay. <laughs> yeah <laughs> throwing a yeah, yeah trying to throw it in the snow is not easy no no so it was uh, that was really good and uh, yeah that, like I said that Eagles-Lions games where uh, Calvin Johnson was turned to mega plow as, as opposed to Megatron yeah, yeah. face full of snow in that mask which is crazy that's um, it we've got the gif as well of that on the website for the blog on week 14 so if everyone goes to the, the website bullhawksnest.weebly.com checks out the week 14 blog you'll be able to see the, the gif of Calvin Johnson kind of shaking his head as he <laughs> tries to clear the snow out of his helmet there and then there was the Miami-Pittsburgh game as well I mentioned um, which was really close as well it was 34-28 to to Miami, um, but you know, even with the conditions, uh, there was still high scoring, lots of touchdowns, and then at the end, when Pittsburgh were going through that whole lateral passing, just went up and down around the field. Antonio Brown. Oh right yeah, where he would have. It was literally just a fragment of his shoe was on the uh, was on the sideline, wasn't it? And would've. it would have been a phenomenal touchdown had he not just had that small yeah. little step out of bounds. Yeah. Reminded me of all those years ago when Dyson scored that lateral pass in the playoffs against the Bills. It's just like, I was like no, not again. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the absolute uh, best game of that week, I think, was the uh, Ravens beating the Vikings, uh, 29-26. Um, it was 7-6 uh, to Baltimore at the half. Uh, the, the Vikings had lost Adrian Peterson with an ankle injury in the second uh, quarter, which helped, I think. Yeah, that um, would definitely help. Just the last two minutes, the game just exploded. It was... Um, Oh yeah, this is the one where there was like five touchdowns in the space of about two minutes, yeah. wasn't it? That yeah. was just incredible, yeah. It was a yeah. 75, 70 yard <laughs> kick return from Jacoby Jones, um, and then Cordell Patterson, a uh, 79 um, receiving yard touchdown um, uh, straight after that. And then Flacco threw an interception, um, yeah. but passing interference got called on the defence. And then with like nine seconds to go, he throws to uh, Marlon Brown in the end zone, just gets his feet in. And, and that was an epic catch as well, yeah. in that weather, and just to manage to get his, the both just feet down, just get tippy toes and toes, yeah, tippy toes in the back end, we know how Marcus likes his tippy toes in the back of the end zone, yeah, so, yeah, likewise, for the for my games of the season, I've definitely put the snowball down as well, just because all of the snow games, like you say, and in particularly, the Detroit Philadelphia game, where you're seeing them playing in two foot of snow, and they didn't even seem to really, apart from obviously being difficult to pass, there was a lot of running, there was, there was no kicking, it was fantastic. There's just no chance you're going to try and kick an extra point in this game. Everyone was going for two-point conversions, and it was just... Even some of the cuts, like Sean McCoy, was still making oh, the, the way cuts run, and yeah. making a normal game, just with, you know, with no footing, surely, in, in that. Didn't he have nearly... He had over 100 yards, didn't he? He had the best mm. part of 100 to 200 yards in that game as well. Say, just two. Yeah, just phenomenally good. I'm pretty sure that week he won our Megatron Award as well on that blog week. Yeah, I would imagine he would have done, yeah. So, another game as well. I've obviously put the Bills' comeback win over Carolina. <laughs> that was kind of like that. that was nice. Yeah, slide that in there, yeah. So, I think that was uh, week two. 
first home game of the season, having to come back, EJ Manuel in front of the home crowd, just managing to get that last second touchdown to Stevie Johnson, who was wide open. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Just amazing. One of those moments when you're watching Red Zone and it flicks to your game, you're like, come on, come on, come on, and it happens, and then just words can't describe how you feel afterwards. And finally, I've just gone with the Broncos versus Colts match from earlier in the season where the score was 33-17 to the Colts at the beginning of the fourth quarter. I'd switched off and then I woke up to find (laughs) the final score was 39-33. And I was like, whoa, the Broncos indeed pulled that off. I just couldn't believe it. And the fact that Colts managed to put up that many points on Denver as it was anyway, I thought it was a real defining moment in their season getting them to the playoffs the teams they beat as well so that they beat the Broncos they beat the Seahawks as well didn't they and it just kind of seemed like at that point you were thinking they're really going to have a strong season and push for the Super Bowl but it was but that was the thing was they were beating those guys and then like losing to like the Tennessees of the world and you're like it just doesn't work that way no definitely not have you got any mark that you saw there for myself it's got to be Miami's win over the Patriots uh, I mean, it's, it was a sore point with us anyway. It was seven losses <laughs> to the Patriots before then. So to actually win at home, I mean, it wasn't a big score. I mean, it was 20, 24, 20, something like that. But a win over the Pats is, is, is always good. Seven games isn't bad. I think we went seven years before we beat them. <laughs> <laughs> It's a nice before little. Before you won a game. Before we, before we won a game, that was it. We went seven years, no wins on the board. No, seven consecutive, yeah, against the Patriots. Just absolute nightmare. But yeah, fair play. Again, big win helped the Dolphins get to the playoffs in the end, didn't it? So. It did. Um, we were having a bit of a shaky season again. Um, but uh, it was an absolute fantastic feeling, actually. Um, and being as, you know, Pat's top of the division at the time, you know, it was. It felt good. <laughs> Excellent. Now, as he's not here, I think, do we have any words from young Sunshine? <laughs> we do indeed. He's, he's got two, actually. His, his favourite game was the Colts versus the Chiefs in the playoffs. I was waiting for that to come up. That would have been mine, but I thought I'd forfeit that because that's bound to come up somewhere. <laughs> yeah, nice work. Yeah, you want to kind of be, yeah, have your own. I'll make instead. Yeah, you did brilliant. Thanks, mate. That's why I should always go first. <laughs> Note to self. Anyway, sorry, Mark. <laughs> and also the uh, Vikings-Steelers game in the uh, first of the international se- oh, series. Um, yeah, basically, because he was there and he said that it had everything he wanted from a game. Yeah, Steelers lost, number one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amen, amen. Yeah. I, was, I, thought, I thought it was going to be the first Wembley overtime game though I, do, I really did sit there and went oh yeah, because you were there as well so it. It. great game though great finish and uh, it was both teams without a win weren't they it going was, into yeah. that game as well so it kind of made it all the more important so. I think the key factor is the Jags weren't involved and that yeah. always makes for a tight game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, a bit of jag bashing this early into the podcast. <laughs> if you're listening, sorry, Rich. <laughs> you are listening to Spitball. Now it's time for one of my favourite parts of the show because it normally involves Marcus getting on his high horse, and that is. You know what really grinds my gears? But. As we're all together for the first time, and it's the season review, I thought it'd be a good chance for us all to blow a little bit of steam off and, and get it off our chest. So, starting with your good self, Harry, 
What has been really grinding your gears this season? <laughs> What's been grinding my gears? Injuries. I want to start with the injuries because it just seemed to... Uh, I don't know if this is a fantasy thing because um, I was very involved in fantasy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you, yeah, had yeah. A, you had a phenomenal season. I did, in, I did. In and, the fantasy and, land. And, uh, even though blighted by injury at points. Um, but they just seemed... Uh, for example, someone like Julia Jones, right, obviously it impacted the Falcon seasons um, quite in a... You know, yeah, in him Harry, and Roddy Harry White Douglas, both at the yeah. same time. And Harry Douglas stepped up towards the end of the year, but uh, you can't help but feel. I mean, and, and that, that was really um, illustrated by uh, on the on the leaderboards in the uh, on the scoring for fantasy. Even though he hadn't been playing for weeks and weeks and weeks, he was still the highest scoring receiver on that list. Oh, Julio Jones Julio was. Julio Jones was uh, yeah, for a long time after he'd gone out, which just proves what a big uh, player you know he could have been. And loss he was to my fantasy team. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, uh, Aaron Rodgers as well going out as well. Vince Wilfork, uh, Gerard Mayo as well, which is a big loss for me points wise. Uh, Reggie Wayne, Lance Briggs, um, Jay Cutler as well when he went. It all yeah, he just seemed four weeks, to yeah. happen as you know as things were. It was always a game. Always start with a caveat that someone is missing, and or you know how will this person step up? You never quite got the the full uh, um, picture when watching games, or you know the full potential, perhaps of. Um, because of injuries. I mean, I've looked at the, the numbers in this. Although there were more injuries this year than there have been in, say, the last five, it's not massively more. It's only a few more. So it's, uh, I don't know why, but it's just something that... Um, it did seem to be bigger, though, as well, to be fair. I think when you look at it, a lot of the injuries, like you say, you had like Julio Jones, who tried to play for an injury and then ended up being out for a season. Woody Wright was out for a couple mm-hmm. of weeks. Uh, like Reggie Wayne then going out for the season. Danny Amendola was out for the well. season. Yeah, yeah, then you've got. But there's some really big ones as well. I'm especially in tight end. Uh, uh, Gronkowski, of course, yeah. ripped lots of ligaments. Um, I'm trying to think of the the Dolphins. Um, Mike Wallace. No, um, Keller. Um, oh yeah, Dustin oh, yeah. Keller. Yeah, Dustin yeah. Keller. Pretty much career ending. I, mean, yeah. I think that's the thing. There's some big injuries. This I mean, when like uh, Terrell Pryor as well started to to really kick on. And you were getting excited watching him. And he did, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he Bradford, we lost our season out. To, we lost Bradford. Yeah, so and Bradford, again, decided to turn it on. And, and then it just felt like it just took the shine off some, some of the games, I think, this year. Uh, nothing could be done about it, as, as most of this stuff um, it is going to be. But, uh, yeah, just like took, said, a took a little bit of a few games, yeah. Oh, fair enough. Right, Stop how, getting injured. Stop getting injured, say. yeah. You know what really grinds Harry's <laughs> gears? Players getting injured. And, uh, there's me sat here with... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you want to tell everyone about your injury? Yeah, I've got a cartilage uh, <laughs> issue, which is stopping me from playing. So. Yeah, stop getting injured. Yeah, exactly, definitely. Especially star quarterbacks. Less <laughs> <laughs> of the star. So, how about yourself, Marcus? Uh, well, you know what really grinds my gears? It's the fact that we've got to go over 20 weeks now without another game of NFL. Uh, I know a lot of people, it seems like a little bit of a bleeding heart issue. But for me, it really is the fact that, you know, a lot of the time you look at the sort of schedules and how we're engrossed, especially this side of the pond where we've got English football, massive long season, lots of extras added to it. You know, you've got extra competitions, Champions League, FA Cups and stuff like that. World Cup this year. World Cup this year. We get all the bonuses. Yeah, I feel that sometimes football, we, we just don't have extras to play for that. I know people are talking about bringing it into the Olympics possibly, maybe a shorter version, a seven-on-seven version. But it'd be nice to just see some other format of the game. Now, those of you out there who don't listen to... Um, the, the LFL or watch the LFL or listen to our podcast about it um, LFL talk coming to you real soon with our first special guest <laughs> it, it really does it, it does make you seem what you go out there and try and find other sports to fill the void and I think sometimes you could think that maybe NFL 
like when Europe used to play in the summer and they used to have that to mm. not only develop players but also just give that keep the um, the attention and the sort of the, the sort of prestige of the sport as a year long thing rather than we have this sort of late August September through to January February big Super Bowl and then we wait until about sort of March have the draft and then fall asleep for the summer yeah well it's been pushed back to May this year as well hasn't it yeah. so we're going to have to wait even longer so for me that's what's really grinding my gears is that I haven't got any football that's a fair point well you know what really grinds my gears <laughs> Ryan Clark really grinding my gears this year when he said that he would rather retire than play for a London franchise mm. that to me sir is outrageous what's that wrong with London come on it's not like it's high altitude like Denver where you can't play come on have a word <laughs> cheap pop that one I know and to be fair I shouldn't take the mickey out of that because that's really harsh that he can't play for a medical condition in Denver but at the same time nothing wrong with playing in London if we did get a franchise I would expect players from across America or wherever to come and play from the same way as when they get drafted somewhere else and the only other thing that grinded my gears this year New England's lack of a game plan or better game plan against Denver in the playoffs in the podcast beforehand, we were saying, keep Manning off the field. Keep Manning off the field. They're the best offence in the league. Keep them off the field. Run the ball. Do whatever you have to do. Short passes, whatever. And they tried to air it out and beat them through the air rather than controlling the clock. And that was what really grinded my gears. What really grinds my gears, guys? And we kind of brushed on this slightly last week. And you think, I think you know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, there's something that may be linked into the awards. <laughs> uh, maybe you can fill us in. A, a, a slight cop-out brings to mind <laughs> where you two can't decide on who you want to win an award and give it to a whole team. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> yeah. Ding, Guilty. Guilty as charged, sir. <laughs> Yes, well, uh, maybe we can work on that for next year and make every award. Well, you've got five awards to give out at the end of the show. Well, so we, we do, yes. So work on it right now. We, we could do, yeah. And then maybe moving into next season, we'll just have to deliberately pick one team every week just to annoy the producer. <laughs> <laughs> if you could make it a segment and call it Team of the Week. <laughs> we could do, but that would be no fun because it doesn't wind you up as much. <laughs> So there we go, and I think... I also had a couple more, but I won't go into them. Uh, one was Blackout, the other was Andy Dalton, and the other was Darrell Revis. Now, which Andy Dalton, of course, because this is the good Andy Dalton. He has a twin. I'm convinced he has a twin. That was the crux of the argument that he would put up 40 fantasy points one week. I'm sorry, I keep referring back to it, but it is a barometer of how well they've played overall. Uh, but he would get 40 one week, and I would bench Philip Rivers. Uh, and then he would come back with three or minus two and Rivers <laughs> would hit 40 uh, but which is no good to me see everyone next year needs to pick <laughs> Eli Manning there you go he is your quarterback <laughs> the people's quarterback he is the people's quarterback I'll tell you what we'll do we'll maybe even make no points for an interception so then, <laughs> then Eli Manning would be a great fantasy quarterback <laughs> you got an orange peanut yeah an orange peanut mm-hmm. for me that's right oh wow an orange peanut well, I accept you. Now we move on to what everyone I'm sure by now knows is my favourite part of the show. That is our awards. Being the end of season podcast, I thought we would work our awards slightly differently. So rather than us giving our own individual award winners, I thought we'd try and combine a list similar to how we did with our favourite football films and then see which name pops up the most and we therefore wins the award. 
So we're going to have our standard awards, and this is for the whole season. <laughs> Award winner, or our offensive impact player. And we also have our Mr. Award for our defensive impact player. Being the end of the season, we're going to have a league MVP, an offensive rookie of the year, and a defensive rookie of the year. So let us start off with the nominations for MVP, the most valuable player of the 2013 season. Let us start off with our good friend Sunshine, who isn't quite here today. <laughs> well, Mike's put down uh, for MVP Peyton Manning based on regular season, not his awful post-season. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what about you chaps? Who have we, we got in the mix or so? I've got Peyton as well. I mean, it's down to the sort of, the you know, I know the record-breaking year and all that sort of stuff. I just, I feel it, in a year where there was a lot that focused on defence and, of course, we, we had great sort of teams that sort of shouldn't have been there, like the Chiefs and their great sort of turnaround and stuff like that but I, I still think the fact that Peyton Manning um, possibly this could be his swan song in, in a respect I, I think he, he did it some real justice Do we have any other names out there other than Peyton Manning that we want to throw in the mixer for this? Uh, Eli Manning We've got... No, no, it's Peyton <laughs> <laughs> Misread the note Eh, in show No, you can't uh, you can't argue with a season like that and uh, I think excellence should be rewarded uh, okay. simple. You don't, that doesn't need any embellishment. Okay. Well, I do also have Peter Manning in my list, but for the purposes of making this more of a discussion, <laughs> I'm going to throw a few other names out there to see what we think. So I've gone with Luke Keekley, if we want to go yeah, for things right. on the defensive side of things, for how well he played with Carolina. Mm-hmm. And without him in that defence, they would be a completely well. different team. They had oh, a massive yeah, season, yeah. didn't they? Get into the playoffs. His season, 156 tackles, four interceptions, two sacks, seven pass deflections, a real core in the middle of their defence. And there was not just... Those stats are kind of a bit misleading as well because we've seen as well, there's a couple of other plays where receivers have had the ball in the end zone and he smashed them so hard <laughs> that the ball's just come flying out. So it's not just about the recorded stats, it's everything he does for that defence. So I thought he definitely deserved a mention. And I'm going to bring this up, I know... <laughs> I've just seen that. That is yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Harry reading my notes. But Nick Foles, I wanted to put in the argument. I know Harry's, uh, yeah, he's Gino upset Smith? me. What about Gino Smith? Yeah, we should throw him in the mix. But to be I have a genuine reason for Nick Foles. Because in his 11 games as a starter this year, he only lost two games. He really turned around that Eagles offence. And without him, they would have been a completely different team this year. And to me, that's kind of the idea of an MVP. Someone that the team wouldn't be able to cope without. So I wanted to throw him in the mixer as well, even though I know this is going straight back to Peyton Manning in a minute. But <laughs> Fort would say in his 11 games of start, 13 games in total, nearly 3,000 yards passing, 27 touchdowns, only two interceptions as well. And you look at right. today's league and how good the defences have been and some of the teams that he has to play twice a year, like Redskins, mm. Giants, things like that. Then I think, mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think when you look at that, I think the fact that he had only two interceptions, I wanted to at least put him in our discussions. I think, yeah. I mean, he had a great run as well. I mean, how many uh, touchdowns to interceptions? Would you uh, Twenty-seven touchdowns to only two interceptions. You are, you remind yourself, you're talking about the league MVP here, not the NFC East MVP. Yeah, this is. I wanted at least him in. The, team yeah, I wanted him in the thing. discussion though. I didn't want it to just be a. You know, 
Peyton Manning has had a record. Do we know how many players are registered in the NFL? Yeah. (laughs) He's picked Nick Foles out of all those. Because of the difference he made to the Eagles, yes. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I think, say Fick ran the entire season, I think, yeah, you wouldn't have quite the same. Um, but, you know, going okay. back to that, the two interceptions, wasn't it something silly? Like, he had 20 touchdowns and no interceptions. He only got the, the two interceptions very late in the season as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah, very much so. Right, well, in which case then, as Harry is now making me sound incredibly stupid, <laughs> not hard, <laughs> I, I know. Not, but... I'm not denying his achievement, it's just it's a league-wide award. And in isolation, they're very impressive numbers, but next. Next. <laughs> so we all agreed then. Peyton Manning for our MVP. Yes. I think that might be unanimous. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Okay, so then we will move on to our Mr. Ray Lewis Award. Have we got any names flying around for that one? Well, mine goes back to what I said at the beginning, which was uh, Sherman and the fact that 49 total tackles, uh, 38 solo, 11 assists, 8 interceptions, 1 return for a touchdown, a safety. Um, I think really, as far as the impact he creates on the team, also with the way that he comes across as the team and that, that presence on and off the field. You saw how, how alive he was with the, the interviews and stuff like that and the, the bravado that goes with everything. Oh yeah, have you seen his interview with Skip Bayless at all? <laughs> no, I have no. not. Do I need to watch it? You do need to watch it because, to be honest, I think, for me, I think Sherman's a great player and, you know, fair play that he backs up what he says. But in this particular interview, he just keeps talking down to Skip and talking over him and saying, I've achieved more in my 23 years on this planet than you have in your entire life. And he just won't let him speak. And it just kind of, it really puts different reflection on his character because there's being confident, but then at the same time, there's being a little bit OTT and that's kind of... Disrespectful. In a way, to me, yeah. But at the same time, on the field, yeah, he is a phenomenal player. But then, would we say that his performance, he has the impact that the rest of that team plays as good as it does? Or would you not say that that entire I... defence... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I think if you have to... worthy of a mention. We're going to need more rewards. <laughs> I think if you go pick out a little cornerstone... Of that that defence, I think he's really... He's, he's holding up his own corner there and you know making it a solid foundation. I mean, you've got Maxwell on the other side as well, who, again, doesn't and get Browner. as much credit. Browner, and then you've got your Chancellor. This, Thomas, yeah, that's, this is what I'm saying this way. So, while Sherman's had a great season, the rest of the defence around him, like the linebackers as well, like Bobby Wagner has yeah. a phenomenal season. So, we'll keep keep this going, but Harry, have you got any names to throw in the mixer here? Uh, yeah, unsurprisingly, it's another one from the Legion of Boom. Uh, it's uh, Cam Chancellor gone for as well just uh just just a bit the ferocity he was hitting in that super bowl uh just coming from nowhere and just taking people out there was no you know there was a lot of uh and it was defense against best offense but there was uh a lot of bouncing off of of the um broncos d as they were coming through but cam chancellor just stopped mm. any offensive efforts especially on the ground even even through the air actually the minute reception was made bang down it's dead. So, I uh, think it's well, he timing, got... isn't it? There was no illegal hits or anything in there either, no, was no, it? It was, it was all just perfect, legit hits. Clinical. Just, yeah. Absolutely. At one point, didn't he himself get take a, a bit of a lick? And he's off for about two plays and he's back on doing what he does best. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've got another name I want to throw in here. And we'll see. We've, I think we're going to have different names. So this is actually going to need a bit of discussion because we've got Legion of Beam or... I've also got Robert Mathis, because I think everything he brought to that Colts defence with Andrew Luck on the offence, obviously there were games where the Colts offence was struggling, but when you've got someone like Robert Mathis putting that much pressure on the quarterback, finishing the season as the sack leader, 19 and a half sacks, 
not to mention eight forced fumbles as well. And they're generally sack forced fumbles when you look at his stats and you look at the games back. That is having a true impact for that defence and probably bailed the Colts out a few times when their offence was really struggling just after Reggie Wayne had gone out. So I think I wanted to put him in there because I thought, bearing in mind his age and um, that sort of age, you start to think they're going to lose a turn of pace. But I think he had an absolutely phenomenal season again and just showed that he is the league's top pass rusher. So well, I'd actually sorry to actually read your notes upside down, um, but <laughs> your second name actually is one that really interests me. Yeah, okay. Well, I've gone with uh, Vontae's Burflicht as well from the Bengals, Bengals linebacker, because again, another strong defense this year. And again, we want to go go with this. That's 171 tackles. That's combined tackles, so solo and assisted. Uh, Four league leading. That is actually league leading as well. Yeah, so league leader in tackles, a forced fumble, two fumble recoveries, an interception. A great season, I think, for that Bengals defense. And for what he did, me, what, the reason I could actually he say did you, sorry, I just wanna... <laughs> yes, yes, there's there's one for the list. Um, <laughs> why why he'd actually make it onto my list would be because if you saw at the beginning of the season they had that like hard knocks, you know, it was the yeah, yeah. Oh, the, hard the fact that the fact that Bengals didn't think he'd fit and the fact they thought it might be time to cut him and then they were like, no, he, and the Defensive coach is like, no, he he is pretty much what I'm building my defense. That was around. Uh, Zimmerman, wasn't it? Yeah, he, said, he, he, he turned around and said and went, no, he is what you'll build your defense around. I think he stepped up and the impact he's made by stepping up into the role he has to be. Because again, he's like a nothing drafter as well. Yeah, either been undrafted or a seventh round draft pick, wasn't right. he? He was kind of yeah, so really late on. One of these uncredited guys, nothing through college, and then that's he's really made the impact through his own hard graft. And so yeah, I'd actually I very much credit. That one there. Yeah, do you have any other names you want to throw into the mix? Then we'll see if there's any that kind of not being particularly defensive minded. No, ah, I'm not, okay. uh, really, I've only got my uh, defensive rookie. No worries, Marcus. No, no, I, I think uh, I've, those two names. Mathis is a good one. I, th- I think just because he is, he's the the old watchdog on the, on his last legs, but he's fighting every sort of tooth and nail. Sort of back against the wall, but he's not giving up. I think that's brilliant. But uh, and before we move on to to sunshine. Kiko Alonso, going to throw him out there as well, because he did win our Defensive Impact Player of the Week award a few times, didn't he? I believe. I'm, so. going, I'm going to leave that till later, my, my views on Kiko, and you'll okay. see why. No worries. Okay, so have we got anything there from Sasha? No, I haven't actually, because the next one he's got on his list is uh, his offensive rookie. Fair enough. So, right then, so back to this then. Can we get a, a show of hands for Richard Sherman to be the... It's not really going to work with obviously people listening, but it's just so that I can have in my head. <laughs> Out of us here. People at home actually there, yeah, yeah. Ooh, Me, 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 pick me, pick me. Uh, Richard Sherman for the Mr. Lewis Award. Hands in the air. Or shake your derriere, whichever you. <laughs> right, no hands in the air for Richard Sherman. Okay. Cam Chancellor. Well, it needs people to vote for it to work. (laughs) So, if you want Cap Chancellor, speak now. Okay, speak. Right, (laughs) brilliant. Okay, so one vote for Cap Chancellor. Okay, Robert Mathis. So two for Mathis. Burflicked. One. Uh, So perfect. I wonder where you were going. Yeah, exactly. That's it. So by that rationale, then we have to say with two votes and. Robert Mathis is our Mr. Award winner. Now, something Harry will be a specialist on. Award winner for offence. 
Go for it, buddy. Okay, I've gone for Jamal Charles of the Kansas City Chiefs. That is a great shout. Uh, yeah, obviously Kansas, uh, as, uh, being, being um, as British as we are, I think we have a, a fond love of the underdog. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We enjoy an overcast day and, uh, yeah, we, we, we like uh, we like that. And so much so, in fact, watching the Olympic ice hockey in one of the games was literally, as goals went in either end, my support was swapping between the team uh, who are <laughs> which is, uh, <laughs> that is the true breeze. Uh, I don't know yeah, who to support, so we'll watch the game and we'll see what happens. So yeah. the Chiefs, yeah, I was especially over last year, and then Andy Reid went over there, and then they went 9-0, and from that point it was just that uh, I became a adopted Chief um, until they, they obviously lost the 10th game. I think, I don't know if it was against Denver, perhaps, which is obviously a tall order. I know they lost yeah, it was, the Broncos, yeah. but, and to the Chargers as well, I think. But um, And then they had a, a mad... Couple of weeks as well, didn't they? Where they, where they, um, they won a couple of games. They beat the Redskins, like forty-five ten. Yeah, or something just and blew them out of the Turned someone else over fifty-three points, and it was just Charles all the way through. That was that was just, when Charles got his five touchdowns yeah. in the second game, when they got over fifty points. And Oakland, that was on Oakland. That was on Oakland, was it? Absolutely. Dad's an Oakland fan, and sort of gave up about first quarter. I'm off to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think for you know, putting everything in perspective, a team uh, coming with with that sort of record from last year. And then that one guy to be put in. I think he was like their top receiver and their top rusher uh, as well. I know it doesn't speak a lot for the team, but for him himself. Would uh, be fair, he probably would with the, the numbers I'm looking at. So uh, 1,287 yards rushing, 693 receiving yards, mm-hmm. and in total uh, 19 touchdowns if you include receiving and rushing. So I suppose if the team is a bit one-dimensional like that, then it is going to favour him in the stats. But but he's still got to do it at the end of the day. You know, he's still playing against another um, uh, 11 players and and. Um, if they can't stop yeah. him, it doesn't he's, matter. He's it doesn't matter how good yeah. you are because All anyone season. can. Like, if they catch the ball, you still got to get past people. Exactly. You've got it, haven't yeah. you? So or when you're running with it, so. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Took him to the playoffs as far as I'm concerned. One-handed. Mm. Yeah, have we got any other names you want to put in the mix for the Megatron award? No, I uh, I just second Charles. Actually, he's he's what I had on my list. Again, um, I had Charles down. I just think Chiefs won't be anything of what they were. I mean. I get the system was was rethought. They scratched it, went back to basics, and and really sort of brought it back up from um, the ashes with Reed. But I still think you need some kind of pinnacle weapon to sort of almost like the battering ram. You need the sort of the iron spike at the end, uh, that fist to punch through the the doors first. And I think Charles was. Yeah, and without him against the impact, the he has on the team yeah. when he's on the field. So he could be yeah, impact player of the year. I would uh, I would allow him to be involved in this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any others? I mean, I've got Jamal Charles on my list as well. I also had Josh Gordon as well. Just, just I did have an R about him actually. Because my, um, my my love of the underdog and the Cleveland Browns fit into that quite nicely. But you're not supposed uh, to like them because you're a Ravens fan. I so. know, I know, but we have got Pittsburgh. We can focus our hate <laughs> on, and uh, they can have most of it. And then the enemy of my enemy is my friend, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. and then, then the Bengals and then the, the Browns just get a little bit because I think there's probably a bit of history between the. The Ravens and the Browns. Um, there's probably a little animosity between Cleveland and Baltimore. But, um, yeah, that goes no. back to the days of the Colts and the Browns, doesn't it? Yeah. But yeah, he got uh, 150 yards more receiving than Antonio Brown of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and then, you know. Yeah, and with the carousel they had at the Cleveland quarterback as well. Yeah, and the 4 and 12 Cleveland Browns he's playing for here. Um, and he led, uh, led the league in receiving. Yeah, didn't he uh, get. Uh, broke the single game record. Uh, yeah, he did as well, didn't he? Yeah, he broke the single game record, and he also had didn't he have two games as well where he went over two hundred yards as well? So yeah, like back, to the, back. back to back, back to back, two hundred yard games to set another record. Let's do that, and yeah, 
Yeah, I that's think that a... speaks volumes for the, these kinds of players playing for teams like that that they, they pull out these numbers uh, against obviously you know on, on the whole better opponents and yet they still rise and pull out these kind of um, figures. Do we have anything from Sunshine? No, not on that one, unfortunately. No worries. So we've got to decide then. I think between Josh Gordon and Jamal Charles. So same again. All, all in favour of Josh Gordon. Jamal Charles. I could give okay. Josh Gordon half, and then I give my other half. <laughs> just, just so that way he's not completely Hang left on, out. Would Gemma, you're giving your other half? To... <laughs> she gonna mind that? Or... You're sharp. You're very sharp. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Why do you, you think I get away with nothing? I get away with nothing. So Jamal Charles it is then for our <laughs> award winner. Now we move on. I thought, as we don't generally recognise him during the season, it's time to recognise the rookies because in particular I think this year the rookies have had an outstanding season whether they've been forced to come in and, and, and fill spaces through injuries or if they've had to they've just been starting rookies anyway. So we will go with our defensive rookie of the year and I shall kick off. I'm gonna start with one who I've got obviously Kiko Alonso, I've got to mention him to start with being obviously a Bills fan. But this one will make you happy, Marcus, because another name on my list, Alec Ogletree, when you look at everything he did for the Rams this year and all the trouble that surrounded him coming off the back of the draft last year, really kind of knuckled down, got his head in the game, 117 tackles, one and a half sacks, a pick, a touchdown, mm. and what surprised me as well, six force fumbles, I didn't realise he'd had that much of an impact mm. with, with his tackling, so well, I thought he's definitely coach, well worth coach, a shout as Coach well. Fisher does that, so he gets the guys who are in trouble, who, you know, People don't won't touch because they're too much of a handful, and he, he gets them on the straight and narrow. Um, another name, if, if we've seen that one, the Rams. I think Quinn would be another one. Oh, so. Robert Quinn, yeah. But he wasn't a he wasn't a rookie though. I don't think was he. No, no. Actually, his second year. Actually, God, it's yeah. gone quick. Just keep thinking about yeah. that way. Oof. Excuse me, but so what other names have we got out there for our defensive rookie, Harry? I'm afraid of yeah. I couldn't see beyond Kiko Alonso. To be honest, he was, a, he was a nightmare against us, uh, against the Ravens. I think he uh, completely... And again, in fantasy, I think when, when I played... Was that the week when we played each other and he got 30 points? Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it just did. I, just, I was just watching the tackles rack up and the tackles <laughs> rack up. And I was just like, please take this guy off. You know, I'm talking about injuries here. as my gripe. Please injure was the Was that his double interception week? Double interception week, was it? Yeah, I think uh, it, it was. Been. But I think you still won that game because you... Because I'm better than Well, apparently so. <laughs> when it comes to fantasy lads. <laughs> Touché, uh, sir. <laughs> well played. But yeah, no, no absolutely key kill on. So. Yeah, fair enough. So, um, yeah, I would have to say it was 159 tackles, four fumble, two fumble recoveries, four picks as well, including two we just mentioned against the Ravens. Still didn't manage to win that game. I was gutted. But... Yeah, I would say, for me, it would be Kiko Alonso, especially as, for some reason, he didn't get voted the NFL Rookie of the Year in all of the NFL awards. He went to Sheldon Richardson. Yeah. I mean, I've put him on my list purely because he was on the NFL list, and I wanted to see what we thought of that. How did Sheldon Richardson win the defensive rookie? Maybe. Yeah. How did he win defensive rookie of the year? I, I don't understand. <laughs> for the Jets. Jets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The only the only thing I could think of was that he would have been put in the mixer because of the offensive touchdowns he scored playing fullback in their goal line formations. 
because he got two or three touchdowns from fullback, didn't he? But that's not defensive rookie of the year, is it? Yeah. Right, yeah. I don't quite get how... I, th- I think he was more of a, um, a buzz coming out of college as well. So I think he's had a couple of years of people keeping a, uh, an eye on him. Right. Really. Rather than the legend Rather, of Kiko. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> legend of Kiko. Yeah, that's um, how he's known in Bill's Mafia country. I don't know if his first name's Christian or something like that. That sounds like a Disney movie. <laughs> he doesn't hit like a Disney movie. <laughs> Finding Kiko. Finding Kiko. <laughs> That's yeah. That's one for the rest. That's mm-hmm. we're going to put that down in the list of things to do. <laughs> copyright. Yeah, <laughs> copyright. No Paul Nest. Yeah. <laughs> Finding Kiko. Brilliant. Nah, must, yeah. So for Kiko Alonso for Defensive Rookie of the Year, we pretty much going to unanimously sold. say sold. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. <laughs> so does Kiko. I'm sure. Now we move on to Offensive Rookie of the Year. What names do we have floating around for that? Sunshine, because he's actually got one name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry to rag on you. <laughs> That's probably the one we've all got as well. Yes. Sunshine. Well, Mike's put down uh, Eddie Lacey. Yeah, Green Bay Packers running back. Yeah. Definitely come on to the radar. 1,108 yards. I've got 11 touchdowns as well. And considering he's, he, he lost about three or four games because he kept getting concussed. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. So I picked him up. I just, like, drafted him like first round sitting there going, this guy's going awesome. And sitting there. And it's like, yeah, second game, was it? Gunk. God. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, he must have lost at least three or four games being concussed. He brought a whole new dimension back to that Green Bay Packers oh, offense didn't he he just, with his rushing attack. Didn't he just? Yeah, back to the days of when they got back to the Super Bowl with, sorry, when they yeah when they got back to the Super Bowl but on the back of I think it was Starks, wasn't it Starks? And, yeah, but Starks and again that season Starks came out of nowhere because he was a a, a fill in for an injury and then it was just like yeah. But I, I think it's positive going into the future and and uh, as far as rookies go, offensively. I, I couldn't really be shifted from that. Um... Okay, well, I'm going to throw a couple of other names out there as well. I've got Keenan Allen, who, again, he won the NFL's Rookie of the Year. So wanted to put him out there for the, the impact he had in that Chargers offence. Sorry? Did Lacey not win it? Uh, no, I, think, I thought Keenan mm. Allen won it, didn't he? To be fair, actually, you see what he did. Well, it, it gave that... Seeing that Finson went over to um, Tampa, they haven't really had that. I know mean, they've got Royal, haven't they? But they haven't really had that guy to to step no, up. No, Royal was kind of a he had his uh, he had his moments, but it was more that one game where he got three touchdowns in one game. But yeah. after that, he wasn't as as effective. They didn't seem to but manage to find Allen him. sort of stepped up as the the clutch guy, the sort of the back end of the season. Speaking of clutch, didn't you pick him up just in time off of the waivers in fantasy? Yeah, 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 yeah probably did. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> well, you suddenly saw when this guy he's having a couple of good games. He will, he will start to develop, and then yeah. But that was it. He was a big reason why the Chargers made it into the playoffs, wasn't he? Yeah. The last six game that that last uh, end of season stint sort of yeah propelled them into the. And the other one as well because I, I like to throw Marcus Bone every. Oh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, moving swiftly on from that Zach Stacey is another name I wanted to put out there as well because I think yeah. coming in on the back of injuries not Tavon Austin no not not Tavon not Austin no I just stayed away from that one because I thought that the way that Zach Stacey came in to to the running back replace Jackson to, yeah. to replace well, it wasn't just to replace Jackson, was it? Because I don't think Stacey wasn't the first choice. I don't think after Richard, Richardson Jackson was, was it. it was Richardson, Richardson was the first, first choice. But he, Stacey he, came couldn't, in. he couldn't handle the every down load. So yeah. Stacey, they said, well, we could put him in there every back, every down. He's a better blocker than Richardson. That and Richardson got injured, which then prompted Stacey to come in. So the third, effectively their third choice. Yeah, because then we back. had Cunningham. Cunningham then came Cunningham in as number two in. back. Yeah. And he, he, to be fair, he was great as number two back. So... 
But are we pretty much thinking everyone said Eddie Lacy, so... Well, I've got someone else. I've got Giovanni Bernard of the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, of course. Yeah, that is, that's a hell of a shout. Yeah. That is an absolute Given the AFC stuff. North, uh, yeah, 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 keep an eye on that for us. It was always it was always kind of, you know, who's that guy? He's, he's just like, breaking tackles and just making... Wasn't there a touchdown that? against the Dolphins where he kind of ran across the field twice and still managed yeah, to make yeah. it into the end zone? Pretty yeah, much. Exactly. Yeah. It's that kind of thing. And you're just like, oh, it's, it's Giovanni Bernard again. Um, <laughs> and... and uh, it reminds me of a very sort of Sproles-esque sort of thing. So he's quite small, so he's very hard to bring down, low centre of gravity. Mm, yeah, that does throw a spanner in the works, actually, now, because I'm kind of... I would have gone with Eddie Lacy, but then now, now you've reminded us of Bernard. I'm not... Yeah, that's a trick. Voting time, then, is it? Sorry? Is it time to put it to the vote and just... I think it is time to, to try and move on from it and put it to the vote. So, those in favour of Eddie... Oh, no, those in favour of Giovanni Bernard will do him first. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with some Bernard love. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a turncoat at the last minute. <laughs> so uh, those for the Eddie Lacy, we got sunshine as well. That's uh, what I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing uh, these guys want to go mainstream. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Then yeah, we'll let them go mainstream. Yeah, you can just underground. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Fair enough. So with that in mind, then the offensive rookie of the year, Eddie Lacy. But well done, Bernard. But well done, Bernard. Well said, Harry. Being as this is the last show of the year, I figured we'd throw another quiz in there as we've got everyone together as well. So I've got a bit of a passion recently for writing quizzes, so as I'm not going to get to do one for a little while, thought I'd throw one out there for all you guys and see how good your 2013 season knowledge is. So... They're going to be a little bit easier, I think, than the questions I've thrown at Marcus, so I expect a, a pretty good one, because I've been really cruel with basically saying, uh, by the way, tonight, Marcus, you're going to be doing a quiz, and this is what it's about, so I hope your knowledge is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be the usual way we've done things. As you but, guys who listen, you know, it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thought it'd be a good idea, but it just makes Marcus look bad. <laughs> so much as I'm normally up for doing that, I figure I'd make him a, a little bit, bit easier, kind of. So, question number one. How many touchdowns were scored in the 2013 season? So, if you get within 10, I'll give you a point. If you get within five, I'll give you five points. And if you get the exact number, I will give you 10 points. Answers on I'm still trying to work out how many points I can get. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. So, how many total touchdowns were scored this season? So my calculations start with the fact that, well, Manning's got 55 of them, so now I'm starting to think, yeah, right, oh my down. word, actually. I was, I was sitting there going, 300? I was like, wait a minute, Manning got 55? <laughs> that would be like a yeah. sick theme type. No, that's not right. That could be possible the season you said. That's it, yeah. Okay, well, that's good me something to go on. Yeah. It's a big number. Give me something else to go on. <laughs> lots of touchdowns, passing, rushing, lots of touchdowns to think about. Defensive oh, touchdowns, defensive, special yeah. teams right. touchdowns. It, okay. so it is, say, total touchdown. So, that's not nearest the pin, then. I'm not going to go nearest the pin. Uh, no, you're going to get the, the point depending on how close you are to okay. the. Uh, how close you are to, do, you, do we all have an answer for that one? Yes. Yeah, okay. Sorry, just notice how I'm not covering my answers. Up. Yeah, there's I no did. value in copying my answers. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like the article I read recently where someone <laughs> someone basically copied the answers, someone next to them was just completely stupid, so they got all their answers wrong. No, but that, yeah, make sure you pay you. attention. Yeah, that'll learn you. Right, so back to question number two. 
what was the total number of points scored by Denver this season? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> now, see, this one I figured it may be when you're, if you're brushing up on your 2013 season facts like I was hoping you might have done, then you would know that it was a record number of points set this season, so I thought perhaps it would be fresh in your mind. So with that, within 10 will get you half a point, and exactly will get you one point. Being a little bit broader on this one, which is kind of what I felt. But so, depending on what your memory's like for records that were set this season, depends on whether we'll get this one or not. Yeah, this, as a game, it's quite stat rich. So when <laughs> you just blankly say study your stats, yeah. um, I'm looking at it again. Passing yards, how many minutes yards. for this? And, yeah, and, uh, you yeah, probably went in depth, hence, hence the name Stat Attack. You were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I thought you'd be quite good at this one. <laughs> Don't worry, your questions are. I've got them both right. So far, so yeah, you're doing alright, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> How are we doing? Yeah. yeah. Question number three. What is the combined total number of wins for the teams in the NFC East? Great question. So that's something that... Combined is a bit of a lot. Combined. So the teams in the NFC East, when you look at all of the numbers in their win column, how much yep. do they add up to? I think the Redskins won a game, didn't they? <laughs> 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 I'm pretty sure... The big dog would know the answer to that one. <laughs> I think I've just realised why he's our producer. He was really scratching his head with that one. <laughs> we only paid attention to the Dolphins season. <laughs> Excellent. How are we doing? We all answers yep. down. Yep. Fantastic. Question number four. Who was the leading rusher in 2013? And how many yards did they get? There's a point on offer for each. No, so I've gone point now that I actually think I know. <laughs> I did notice that, yeah. Le- less banter and more writing. <laughs> <laughs> this could be a study nose. Copy his answer. Copy his answer. <laughs> so the name and how many yards are you on? Yeah, you've got a point for each. So if you, you might as well have a wild stab. And then let us know when you're all done. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Question number five. So you were paying attention earlier, actually. Who had the most sacks this season and how many did they get? One point for each. This is a test to see who listens when I talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So Marx isn't right. Yeah. <laughs> Standard. <laughs> this reminds me of a song. Uh-oh, we're in trouble. <laughs> uh, Mark doesn't listen to me. He normally listens to <laughs> on the playback. He's struggling. <laughs> now you know how I felt that, through the playoffs. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Strange thing is on that, one of those that you were struggling with, I actually got the answer to. <laughs> <laughs> Ding! You should have just come over the top with the answer. That'd be brilliant. Come <laughs> You should just come over it with the answer. Question six. <laughs> How many games were played in week 11? Oh my god. Why? Why is this? <laughs> Why is this? It was just a random question that I thought I'd throw out there. Is that Thanksgiving? It must, it must be non standard, right? Why would he ask? Or was it? Oh, maybe <laughs> maybe that's the puzzle, double bluff. Double bluff. Yeah, okay. it's called puzzles. Why is it called puzzles? Well, maybe that's the puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you've so actually you've got quite a bit of chin scratching now going on with some of the questions. Yeah, that's it. Just There's a little bit more as it's going along. A bit more chin scratching. Whilst quizzes are a great idea, they're more visual than audio, isn't it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> So apologies. As our riveted audience, fast forwarding through. Oh, quiz! Really? Why can't we just get to the answer? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So we all, we all good? Yeah. Question number seven. Which player got the game-winning safety in the Week Nine clash between Cincinnati and Miami? See, I thought I'd throw Mark over. Who won the game? Mm. With a safety, uncannily. Well, 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 Miami, Miami defensive Miami defensive Miami 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 it only seemed fitting. Yeah, boy! <laughs> <laughs> Just how many other teams did we beat apart from the Dolphins? <laughs> we didn't beat the Ravens. We did. Oh, I don't think we did. Okay. <laughs> Stop time for that discussion. Oh, oh no, did, or did we? Did we win and I just not basically say anything about it? Uh, you... No, you lost. Yeah. There, there we go. Yeah, you got a spot. Yeah, he just like set me up. So you, just, you just want the win. He's out of here. Sorry? You just want the win. Win-loss, say, but then you can work out so at 16 how many words. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly that. Or probably two numbers rather than two random oh, letters. come on. See, this is where we wrong. <laughs> Unless you're trying to get me to work in Roman numerals, so it's... <laughs> X-I. <laughs> A little clue for you there. Didn't get that many, did you? Sorry? Didn't get that many. Or did we? No, we didn't get that many. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Question number nine. How many teams finished the season with a winning record? So anything over 500? Good question. Oh, yeah, actually. Yeah. Uh, so you, these, are, these are more manageable questions for you this time around. Is there a margin or something? Well, rather than who scored this touchdown in 1987. <laughs> yeah, cheers, <laughs> yeah, Some yeah, of them yeah. were just like, who, who scored the game winning touchdown in 1987? <laughs> I believe the one you're referring to was who scored the Tennessee Titans lateral pass winning touchdown against the Falcons. Some some of them were just like. <laughs> just... Was that not mentioned earlier? Sorry? Was that not mentioned earlier? It was the the Kevin Dyson, yeah. Oh my jeez. Yeah. So uh, yeah, of the 32 teams, of the how many had winning records? Yeah, I don't know. So <laughs> <laughs> right, neither does Harry. <laughs> 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 yeah, who's looking at who's she now? <laughs> Change my answer. Yeah, there you go. What I'm afraid of that one. You're, you're bringing this into farce, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's called a clue. <laughs> right, are we all ready for question number 10? Yeah. Okay. 
which team had the first pick in the 2013 draft? And for a bonus point, can you name me who they picked? So, oh. Yes, because we did a draft special. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. yeah, it's like, so Harry and Marcus should be all over this one. <laughs> I'm in, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, you're done. Brilliant. I might, uh, I might have just written down the second pick, but it could have oh. been the first. Okay, fair enough. Oh, what was the guy's name? Well, I would tell you, but that would be considered that's cheating. <laughs> or I could just say... Oh, no, Marcus has got the wrong answer. <laughs> oh, come on. Do we get like a half a point <laughs> or something like that for the... I think uh, I'm no, going to it's, it's a point for each. Uh, oh, no. Ah, uh, I'm split between the middle. I it's open another one and two. I've now questioned if I've got the one. Okay. No, don't... Basically, stick with your first answer. Yeah. That's always a good rule of thumb. So, how are we doing over there, Mark? Are you, do, you need, do you need more time? Should we give you another half hour? Sweet. Well, I'm not alright, but, <laughs> but, but you finished completing your answers. Well, some of them are not alright, but. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to put a big family fortunes cross in there. Yeah. Okay, now, so that's only fair. To be fair, you excel at producing, but I know you're not as into the, the stats as we are. So you see, the thing fair. is. In Sunshine's absence, you've had to do the quiz, really. So. Yeah, pretty much. So and thank uh, you, Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, so we'll move swiftly on then, shall we, to the answers. So mark your own, please. I trust you. Can I not swap with Mark? Or you can swap with Mark if Just you want. If you don't mark. trust him, <laughs> Mark. Why don't we do that? We're going around. Pass it all the way around the table. Yeah. Okay. Pass it to the right. I've screwed. I'm screwed. Actually, who am I? <laughs> Moving swiftly on. So, question one: How many touchdowns were scored in the 2013 season? Turn off. Answer: 1,338. So how how because yeah what, what I, I put like, we, what what did we put down for that we've got a I put a seven hundred no so well that's nowhere near eight hundred and what was that answer two and a half thousand actually. ah right okay so unfortunately no points there okay. I'm afraid so that's big zero <laughs> question two what was the total number of points scored by Denver this season answer six hundred and six. Oh, that was close, but I think that's what they broke the record of, potentially. Well, no, I've actually got a really bad mathematic little... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, right. You've got a little working out in the corner. <laughs> I've got a little working out in the corner. That's sad, people, did, I'm did, afraid. Did you get a mark for, for putting your work in that? <laughs> 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 yeah. Anything to give Marcus extra points on the quiz? <laughs> please, please. So, did we, any, how are we doing on that? I've got uh, 260 over here. Oh, okay, that's... I, I massively <laughs> underestimated the points. Okay. I think that was the Jags got 260 points though, <laughs> yeah. in the last three seasons. If, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot of Jags bashing going on. Jags bashing, rather. Okay, question three. What is the combined total number of wins for the teams in the NFC North? Answer 28. Ah. Well, one, then. You've got 1,550. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> they only play 16 games each and there's four teams. Did you, did you have a little work? You've got 28. Oh, yeah. I put 27. You put 28. You put 28. So, oh, yeah. High five to that. So I, I, I dropped <laughs> someone down. I must have lost a, a win somewhere. I think, yeah, you must have Where's put the it in the on that one? Maybe you worked working out, out the same. Worked out the same. I tried to work out the teams how many were. Oh. Brilliant. Okay, nice one. Right. So question four, who was the leading um, rusher in the 2013 season? When it comes to names. And how many um, yards did they get? So Harry, are you confident about your answer? Well, I've put down LaShawn McCoy. 
Me too. Shoot I've got my coin. Yeah. Okay, nice work. And how many yards? Again, if you were listening earlier, you would have been out to get that. Well, Marcus has put uh, 2,100. Okay. I've got 1,900. He got 1,607. Mm-hmm. So it's a point for LeSean McCoy and. Uh, None if you didn't get his top number of yards, so just one point for the name. Okay, again, this was a test to see if people were listening, so I don't expect anyone to get this one right either. (laughs) (laughs) Question five, who had the most sacks this season and how many did they get? Answer, Robert Mathis. Yeah, one there. And total, 19 and a half. Oh, Oh, one and a half off. Uh, It's it's good to know everyone listens. (laughs) So... Question six, how many games were played in week 11? Answer, 15. I just picked a random week and just seen how many games I just thought I would It was either going to be a curveball or it was going to be... 16. Okay, well, unfortunately, there's not a closest one. this one. It was a exact answer, so... It was... Yeah, fair play, yeah, nice. <laughs> and then I just went... <laughs> Take that back. Okay, so question seven. Which player got the game-winning safety in the Week 9 clash between Cincinnati and Miami? Answer, Cameron Wake. Oh, yeah. you got it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Literally the only defensive lineman from Miami I could think of. Yeah, fair play. That's See, nice the only person I knew from Miami defensively was Dimitri Patterson because he was in my fantasy team as corner, but I was like, highly unlikely, but it's the only name I know. Ah, okay, fair play. Um, question 8, what was the Buffalo win-loss record for the season? As opposed to being XI, it would have been VI I and X. So six and ten. Yeah, he's got that. Well, he's got, he's got, yeah, he's got six, so yeah, give him a point for that because if you've got the wins, he'd know what the losses are, so that's fine, no worries. Question nine How many teams finished the season with a winning record? Anything over 500? Answer 13. Oh! 12 from Mark. I'm on 14. 18. Okay, and finally, question 10. Which team had the first pick in the 2013 draft? Answer, Kansas City. Oh, I knew Changed my answer twice. No, it Jags, Kansas City, did. Jags. That's where I was going. I can see, he has actually put KC and scribbled it out. Oh, so. no. <laughs> wow, and uh, the player, Fisher. Eric Fisher, yeah. Eric Fisher, yeah. So, if you total up the score sheets you've got in front of you, you know who's who you're marking, so how are you marking marks? I believe you had Harry's. No, that doesn't work. I got Harry's. You got Harry's and you've got Marks's. Okay, so how many did everyone get starting with? Mark? Uh, one. Which I'm actually quite proud of. You got a question right, which is good. <laughs> you guessed how bad the Bills were. <laughs> <laughs> you knew they were worse than Miami, so that was the important thing there. Fair play. Okay, and uh, how many did Marcus get? Marcus got. Three. Personal best! Yes, he's doubled his personal best from before. We have a sound effect for a champagne cork. Yeah, that'll work. Brilliant. And finally, Harry, because I have a feeling he won. Newcomer just whooped us with a grand total of seven! That is why he is stat attack specialty. You get to keep the name, that's what it is. That's your prize for winning. That's it, yeah. Marcus keeps up his innuendos, you keep up with the stats. Brilliant. I'm eating burritos bigger than you. It's time to go eat, baby. Let's eat. You got some hungry dogs over here. Apple, orange, orange. Hot potato. I don't want no crackers. Hungry, man. I got to eat it. Feed him. He hungry. Man, you guys didn't eat your Wheaties this morning, did you? We eating all day, bro. We'll brown these guys up and turn them into little bitty eagle meatballs. To finish off 
our final show of the season. I thought only fitting to end with like a Jerry Springer final thought type moment where we can all give our recap of the season, you know, like our highs and lows, what we've really enjoyed, what we take from the season and um, leaving our viewers wanting more ready for the season, etc. So we're going to start off, as he's not here, with Sunshine's final thoughts, Mark. Well, defence really does win championships. Danny Trevathan, is that? Uh, Danny Trevathan. Yeah. Will never spike a ball as a uh, touchdown celebration ever again. The Patriots now have the best running game I've known them to have in a very long time, which is exciting. And I think Tom Brady is definitely a better player than Manning. Is he talking about Eli Manning, do you reckon? Because that's that, that would be a no, because in both postseasons, Eli's whooped his <laughs> Brady hugs. <laughs> Yeah, there is there is talk around that in in big games, Peyton Manning does like to <coughs> joke, just a say, little bit, just a little bit. But I think you really have to credit the Seattle defense and the Seattle fans, to be fair, because it's not every game where they would have to put up with that sort of noise on on offense. It was strange because they were saying that the the fans that were actually there, there was there were more fans for the Broncos than there actually was for the right. Seahawks. So for them to actually drown them out. Yeah, we know amazing. that Seattle fans are passionate and very loud, don't we? So, oh, this is true. But yeah. when you've got like three to one fan wise, it's yeah. you know it doesn't matter about numbers, though, does it? It's all about the the passion. The the Broncos have probably got used to being quiet because Manning likes his offense quiet, and then to try and kind of have to pick yourself up for the because of Seattle is just generally there's there's always some kind of air of noise throughout, isn't there? Even well, they also did have a lot more to cheer about, yeah, <laughs> very much so. So, yeah, 12, 12 seconds in, there was <laughs> a lot more to cheer. <laughs> you can have all the records you want, but Bad we'll take chat. away the yeah, <laughs> that's it, have all the records you want, but we'll take away the prize at the end of the season. So, nice one, thank you for your final thoughts. Now, we go to Marcus. Uh, my final thoughts uh, this year is just basically that how high draft picks don't mean success. I mean, you look at the, um, the Super Bowl winning team for this year. I mean, you go back, I mean, even Brady himself, you look at where he's coming from. But this year, you had Wilson's a third rounder, Sherman's a fifth, Maxwell was sixth. Half the Legion of Boom aren't first ra- first or second rounders. Um, you know, they've been picked up and they've been moulded by Carroll and the other coaching staff. So for me, really, this year really shows the, the case in point that it's not all about, which is what I love about the NFL, the draft system and the whole idea of capping and stuff like that. Is It's about the players, and we always go on about impact. That's why we award impact. We love it. We love seeing impact on the field. So, and you know, the other thing as well to tie in with that is the, the lower the draft pick, because of the cap, the lower the salary they actually get. Yeah. So that you can tell these players, they're playing for their lives. They're mm-hmm. playing for a big contract. They're not going to walk into big money from the start because... Even though there's a cap on the rookie, the first round draft pick still gets, isn't it the best part of 20 million or something for the if, first yeah. draft pick? Yeah, we've seen Eric Fisher. He's, <clears throat> yeah, crazy money. Set for life almost, just just from being the first round, uh, the first round number one draft pick. That's but, it. Yeah, it's, that's what I really liked about the fact is that it does let you at least know that the system itself, the draft system, it, it works, and this is this is reason why because it's it's about getting the best group of guys, not the most you know seen as successful ones. Yeah, and that's why I always admire Belichick as well because he does it. He picks every single position in the draft when he's picking in the draft. He's picking to fill every position he needs for that season and looking ahead to like week ten and thinking, right, 
what positions am I most likely to have injuries in, so therefore what do I need to draft backups in, things like that. It's just when you get the science right, and obviously Carroll has as well, and, and the whole management team there at, at Seattle as well, because obviously it's not just down to Carroll, is it? it's worth down to the general manager, owner, everything. So, yeah, absolutely a nice little final thought there. How about yourself, Harry? Um, yeah, it's been a, a really good season, I think, across the board. Um, you've had teams like Seattle and Denver, uh, pulling clear of the pack, you've had a bit of a wobble from uh, the Patriots, maybe with a, bit, with a few people um, missing. But then you've had these these teams as well. Uh, well. On the other hand, the surprises with the Texans turning in such a terrible record from nowhere. Yeah, um, absolutely. After the two and zero start, and then just yeah, just completely dire. Uh, and then the, the teams like uh, the Chiefs as well, as we said, turning it round. Um, it's really good not to have that dominance. I think as a, for a sport. Is, is for it to be to be spread around and it's, that harks back to the draft system. Um, but another one thing as well is harking back to a previous uh, podcast at the start of the season when we were, you know, I had my head in my hands about the Ravens' prospects this year because they were opening with Denver. Um, they'd lost so many big names um, across the league. And when, when you really bring it all in, the million-dollar man, Joe Flacco, hadn't really stepped up this year. It was a, it was a frustrating player to watch this year. It was, it was constantly... You found yourself shouting at him to get rid of that ball so many times, and uh, when he did, uh, then more often than not, it was a pick. Quite frankly, Ray Rice had a bad year. Um, I think he only had three yards a game. Average. Ray Rice didn't Stay get many touches at all this year, though. They just sort a... of wrote him out of the game plan, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, and I think it was. We uh, it could have been a lot worse. I think really in summary, though, for the Ravens because uh, they lost uh, four of their games by uh, three points or less. So yeah. you were looking at a twelve. A twelve and four season, but on the other hand, uh, they won games by have won five games by three points or less. So on the reverse of that, it, it could have been a thirteen and three, uh, sorry three thirteen season. Yeah. Um, so eight and eight. Uh, You'll take overall, that. I think I will take that this year. Um, but like I say, next year I think I'm, I'm looking and hoping for a, a lot better football from the Ravens and for me personally. <laughs> Yeah. enjoy fair play well my final thoughts kind of backs up what Mark was saying earlier about the draft system I think this year more than ever particularly due to the injuries it was great to see how many rookies actually made a name for themselves this year the fact that you can call on someone whether and also to be fair the, what, the rookies that have been drafted as starters as well I just think the way the college game is progressing it's it's great for them because they're just walk they're coming into the NFL they're all ready at start and we've seen that so even if they're not getting the starts when they come in to start for an injury they're just hitting the ground running they're not missing the step or it only takes them a game or two to get into the flow of things we've seen that with running backs receivers cornerbacks linebackers all across the league all of the rookies I think just had phenomenal seasons and I think it's, it's credit to the the way the college game is is progressing and uh, that's pretty much it Mark. Well, my uh, summary of the year is based around being a producer and an editor. Um, and, well, to be honest with you, Marcus has made a name for himself for being uh, innuendo bingo. But uh, the Bullhawk here, pretty much this season, has given him a run for his money. <laughs> I've, done my, I've done my best. I think to, uh, to go for another one, I'll just throw in there. Let's just say he's been... Rubbing off on me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what, I, what I thought I'd do is actually give you some of the highlights of some of the stuff that I may have edited out and uh, kept in as uh, bloopers for the year. So, uh, here we go. Here it goes. Now, they're, they're, they're two pretty big injuries. I mean, you look, Flowers got the interception earlier. 
Now, Brady's got how many rings? Uh, well, I'm hoping Brady only has one ring. <laughs> no, no, I think, yeah, definitely. I don't think that was very pretty, the way he did it. There wasn't really much penetration, and it just it just gave time for the holes to open. Yeah, pretty much, literally, I, I don't know. You saw how stiff he looked in the pocket. It was just everything. Drum roll, please. All I heard was 69 and great position. We've got a pair of lynches. We've got some skittles flying out left, right, and centre. They're coming out of every possible orifice. Well, let me fill you in, sir. Can the charges control the? <laughs> <laughs> Have to take that one out, Mark. Question did not say, did you not say clock there? No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Who were uh, Mrs. Tannehill. Mmm, Tannehill. So last year. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now it's just going stiff in the pocket. That is a classic. Classic Marcus. <laughs> I'm happy that there's only a couple of mine in there. <laughs> there was uh, a couple from last year. Uh, the the ones where you were mentioned things about with tight ends and things, which was, um, yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> from watching the Super Bowl this year, because... Obviously, I don't have Sky, so I was watching the Channel 4 commentary and obviously put it in as a kind of a, um, a segment filler uh, on last week's show. Yeah, you and, did it on the same So Marcus has obviously rubbed off on the, on the Channel 4 crew. <laughs> He's rubbing off on everybody. <laughs> you really need to stop this, buddy. We told you before. Not me. Stop <laughs> rubbing off on people. <laughs> it will get you in a lot of trouble. But yeah, back to Channel 4. <laughs> Channel 4's commentary with uh, Colin Murray. They were saying that they were just running with the time and, you know, they just have to play for time now. That's all they've got to do. And it actually came up that they need to eat clock. <laughs> and, um, he said it several said times, several didn't he? <laughs> Colin Murray's face <laughs> when, went uh... from a straight face and he went straight into schoolboy's Smirk, smirk mode because he just went eat clock eat clock eat clock eat clock and that is in the show notes from the Super Bowl show isn't it, it the, is, video exactly from that. the video from that is actually on the Super Bowl show notes so take a look at that it was it was I had me in hysterics when I saw it live I bet it did so well on that note that pretty much wraps it up from us from this year so just to all that may say is that if you want to get in touch Send us an email at ballhawksnest at gmail.com. Tweet us at ballhawksnest or drop a comment on the website itself. So, gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure actually being out to do this in person this week. So, Harry, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for inviting me. No problem. Marcus, always a pleasure, sir. Keep up the innuendos. Or should I say, keep it up. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) Mr. Producer, thank you for all your hard work on behalf of all of us here for the season and we know you do a great job and we really appreciate it to all our fans out there take care stay safe and thanks for stopping by